Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. I am your host, Steph, here with Pastor Adam. Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. And we're back again. We're on episode 147, and this is number three in our series, The Art of Being Unordinary. Yeah, so we're talking through the fact that um, we are called to live an extraordinary life in Jesus, and most of the time we end up... uh, just kind of going through the motions and getting into these spots where we're like, there's got to be more to life than just surviving it. And so that's kind of where I've been the last few years. So I'm really trying to do this differently. And I really do feel like when you look through the gospels, when you look through all these things that you see that we are called to not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so in other words, we are called to um, an extraordinary life in Christ. Um, and the bottom line of that is that it starts with us doing some basic unordinary things. So I think that a lot of times we think, well, extraordinary life in Jesus means, you know, I sell everything and I move to the mission field and which you could. And, you know, and there's all these cool things, these miracles that I'm involved in all that stuff. And that's the, that's the pursuit. And really what it is, is, is everything is found in us putting God first. If we'll put God first, Jesus tells us we seek his kingdom first and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto us. In other words, it's all about what we do first. And so there is an art to living an unordinary life that ends up leading to an extraordinary life for Christ followers. And the art is found in us putting him first in these very, very simple ways. So we talked through a lot of this over the last couple episodes, a lot of setup in the first week, a lot of setup last week for number two. So we're just going to kind of jump in. So last week we talked about the fact that if you want to be unordinary, it starts by a small step of what do you do the first of the day? And so Mm -hmm. first of the day, you seek God. You seek him and his righteousness first, the very, very first of the day. That's a small step you take. Um, And you don't have to be legalistic about it. We talked about those things. And so let's move on. So first of the day, then you've got first of the week. At the first of the day, you seek God every single day. At the first of your week, you worship you worship your first of the week. Now, it doesn't mean that worship's not happening all day long, just like it doesn't mean that you read your Bible and you pray the first of the day and you don't do it the rest of the day. That's not what that means. Mm-hmm. These are intentional keystone habits in our lives that set up the trajectory of what's going to happen next. And so we get the principle. We, we, that's a psychological principle, but we also get it from Jesus who says, seek first my kingdom, my righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. The very first thing you do is you seek God. And so we create these habitual moments, these spiritual disciplines in our life that declare we want God first. And that's what leads us to the extraordinary things that God has planned for us in his kingdom. Um, And so first of the day, we seek him. First of the week, we worship. We worship the first of the week. Um, Here's how we tend to live, Steph. You tell me if this is right. This is me and this is you too. So we're not excluded from this conversation. Here's how we tend to live. Oh, it's Monday. Start of another week. Beginning of another week. Oh, Monday. All right, it's Monday. Got to go back to work. Got to go back to school. Get back into the grind, right? Mm -hmm. Push through. And we're all just kind of 
working for the weekend, right? Pushing through the week so we can get to Friday, so Friday's over with, so we can have a couple days off, right? And, yeah. And then we're like, oh, it's Monday again, start of the week, the beginning of the week. Here's the problem with that. That's not true. Monday is not the beginning of your week. Monday is not the first day of your week. Sunday is the first of the week. Mm-hmm. Sunday is the first day on your calendar for the week. It begins the week, not Monday. And so what we do on Sunday is extremely important, just like what we do the first of every day is extremely important. There is a tone that is set for your week by what you do on Sunday. There is this art to being unordinary, and one of those pieces is what I do the first of every single week to set my week off. And so what we're saying is, is the first of the day you seek God. You get in the Bible, you pray. The first of the week, you make corporate worship. The corporate gathering of the church, you make it a priority. You make it a priority that you are going to gather together with the greater church, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we would call going to church on Sunday, right? That there is a gathering that what we – and the whole reason that we gather together corporately is we worship God together and we get charged up to go out and be the church the whole rest of the week, right? Like, you know – that's the whole point of us as saints coming together at church is we support each other, we pray, we seek God together corporately, we worship corporately, right? We're, we're, we're becoming, it's, a, it's, it's sort of a, a microcosm of what heaven looks like. Yeah. Is the church gathered on Sunday morning, right? Everybody from all different kinds of backgrounds, different colors, different languages, different places, right? Different, different sins that we struggle with, um, different economic status. We come together as one body. Because we're united by Jesus, right? Even though we got so many things that are different in our life, we're united by Jesus. So we come together in Jesus, we worship him, we make him first, and we get charged up to go out and be the church for the rest of the week, right? So if you want to know, if you want to kind of pay attention to whether God is first in your life, you look at what you do every single day to start off, not what you do on Sunday. If you want to know if God is first in your week, you look at what you do to start off your week, right? And part of that is gathering corporately with the church. Attending church, being a part of church, is a big, big deal on you um, pursuing these unordinary things, Mm -hmm. you living an unordinary life, is this idea that we're going to gather together. 48% of American churchgoers, listen to this stat, 48% of American churchgoers go once a month. And that stat was before COVID. Right, That was before COVID. So that's half. Mm-hmm. So half of American churchgoers go one time a month. That is not weekly, first of your week, seeking God first, worshiping God corporately. Um, our church has seen regular attendance um, turn into one out of every six to eight weeks, meaning that people consider themselves regularly attending church if they come once every two months. That would be six times a year, and people consider themselves regular if that's the case. That's 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 bizarre, right? Yeah, you're right. That's bizarre. If you had a weekly task to do, whatever that weekly task is, all right, let's just say that you um, – I'm trying to make up something that you would do once a week. Let's just say that you uh, you were really good, and so you changed the sheets on your bed once a week, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how that works. I would never change sheets if I wasn't married, 
my wife makes us change sheets all the time. I care less, right? Before we got married, I'd have the same sheets on the bed for six, eight months, right? So let's just say you change the sheets on your bed once every every week. Mm-hmm. If you only did it six times a year, it's definitely not a habit, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely not. And it's definitely happening kind of haphazardly. It's not a priority is what I'm trying to say. I mean, think about the like, how can you call yourself regular if you're only doing something once every two months? I mean, we're literally talking about six to ten times a year. People are attending church six to ten times a year and considering themselves regular. That just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, so so now what we've seen post-COVID is, is somebody will attend once every six to eight weeks and consider themselves regular. And we're still only about 60% of what we were before corona. Um, but it's been almost four years. That's so crazy. It's It's been been almost four years, and yet we're still only about 60% of what we were prior. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And people's attendance patterns are way off, right, versus it being this keystone habit of, no, every week I'm going to go to church. I'm telling you, there is an art to this thing, and the art is a discipline in God is first, first of my day, and then God is first, first of my week. We'll get into this in the next two episodes. God is God is first, first of my month, and God is first, first of my year. Those little simple key habits, they change everything. They give you a whole different perspective on what this life is supposed to be. And then also we receive the blessings from God by putting him first, right, and putting us last, which ends up making us first in, the, in these God economics. And so it's just kind of interesting. So... It's been almost four years. We're only at sixty percent, and people are considering themselves regular if they come once every two months. Basically, there's a problem there. But I'll tell you what, though, the vacation God is live and well. The football God, the the kids' sports God, the I'm tired God is reigning supreme because we're putting those things first more than we ever have. He's talking little G God. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Those things are displacing church attendance, corporate gathering. Mm-hmm more than they ever have, right? Where people are going, you know what? Um, we're going to go somewhere every single weekend we get off, right? So the, you know, we got a trailer, we got a camper, and we're going to use it every weekend. That has become a god in most people's lives because it's what you do first every single week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Our kids are in these travel sports, and so we're going to choose to be in them. That's going to pull us away from church being a priority in our life and our kids' lives, that means that those little things have become gods in their life. And so what we're doing is is we're sort of worshiping them. They're coming first in our week, mm-hmm. um, not the corporate <clears throat> fellowship and worship gathering of the church. It's a big, big deal. So um, let, me, let me show you a verse. Look at uh, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. Steph, read this for us. 10, 24 through 25. Okay. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Yeah, so let's 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 spur each other on. Let's gather together. Let's not get away from that habit. Did you notice it say like most people are kind of accustomed? Yeah, to Yeah, that was like that hit me differently right, right then. I was like, wow, yeah. It's, it's showing true. it's showing you that the trajectory of things is that most people do not do this particular keystone habit in their life, this particular spiritual discipline, mm-hmm. and that was even happening back then, right? I mean, we're talking about true. we're talking about a long time ago. This was early church when Hebrews is written, 
And yet we're still experiencing that same thing now, right? That we got to gather together to spur each other on, right? What was the last part? Read the last part of that verse again. What was the last part? Um, I got distracted when you got to the whole, like some are uh, accustomed to doing. What's after that? Sure. I'm going to say, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Yeah. So so in other words, you notice that as you see the day approaching. So like the further the church gets to, the closer the church gets to Jesus's return, the more we ought to be seeking him first and corporately gathering together. That's what that verse is telling you. Mm-hmm. Like the closer. So so we don't have an excuse because we're a whole lot closer to that day coming than they were back then. So we should be gathering more together as a church. Yeah. It should be more of a priority. So in other words, you know, Jesus's kingdom, his kingdom has partially come because he's already came. His The reign of his kingdom is already here. It comes into complete total fruition when he returns. The time of his return is closer and closer every single day. And so we ought to be gathering together the first of every week, at minimum the first of every week, as the day approaches. This should be more and more. What I'm saying is, as Hebrews is telling you there, this should be a habit for you. This should be a discipline Mm -hmm. that God is first. And so here's what I would say to do. The way we talked about first of the day was we were like, start your day this way, even it doesn't have to be legalistic, right? It doesn't have to be like we said. We joked. You said you said uh, you can you pee first. Yeah, you can go pee yeah. first, right? You can, in based on the phase of life, you can make those things happen. But th- I'd say the same thing here. How do I do this? How do I make gathering with the church the first of the week a priority for me? Well, I would say you have to make it a non-negotiable. Like you have to go. This is a non-negotiable thing. When I'm counseling um, new couples that are about to get married. One of the sessions we talk through is what are your non-negotiables, right? What are the things that um, are, are you on the same page with your non-negotiables? Before you marry somebody, you ought to be on the same page with your non-negotiables. And those non-negotiables typically are, are we going to have kids or are we not? Are we open to it or are we not? You should be on the same page, right? Whether mm-hmm. you end up having them or not, you should be on the same page. Um, are we? What's our faith, right? You should be on the same page with your faith. You should be on the same page with um, where we're going to live, right? So if one person's going in there going, I don't ever want to live around here. I'm going to move away. And the other person's going, well, I, I want to live here. you got a big discrepancy on your hand. There's some non-negotiables there, right? Yeah. Um, those are some of the big ones, right? And so when it comes to church, how do, you, how do you do this? How do you make God first in your week a priority? Well, there's an art to that, and the, and the art to this is simple. The art is it's a non-negotiable for us. So what that means is is no matter what's going on in our life, we're going to find an option to gather corporately with the church. We're going to find an option to do this. And so like for us at our church, we have five services across two campuses. When COVID hit, we had six services across two campuses. We also stream that thing live and proctor it, right? So there's someone actually proctoring the online service um, we, we do that on, on YouTube, Facebook, website, right? It's all there all the time. And we don't do those things and all those service options because we like to work because it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Like I don't do those things cause I love to preach. I do love to preach, but it is exhausting to preach that many times. Um, it is exhausting and expensive to manage all the online aspects of church, Churches are not doing online church because they like to work. We are doing it because gathering together corporately is a priority for believers. 
and it is a keystone habit. It is, it is one of those unordinary things you do that sets up the trajectory of your week. Just like God being first the first of the day sets up the trajectory of your day, God being first the first of the week on that Sunday day, seeing that as the first of the week, seeing that as I'm starting my week off with God, it is crucial to us walking with Christ every day. That's why we do all those things. So, And that's why not just us. I mean, that's why churches do these things. Right? That's why they make it such a big deal. So make it a non-negotiable in your life. That does not mean that legalistically speaking, you have to make sure that you attend your church's service in person every single Sunday. Of course, you're going to have some Sundays where you're sick, right? Yeah. People are going to be sick. Kids are going to be sick. You're going to have some Sundays where you are on vacation, right? You're traveling. So you got those. You're going to have some Sundays where, um, you know, you have to work, right? Work yeah. schedules are different now. Like a lot of people work weekend-related shifts. That that was not the case. You know, 100 years ago, that was not the case. 50 mm-hmm. years ago, that was not the case, right? 50 years ago, even most factories 50 years ago did not work 24 hours a day. Most of them worked um, uh, uh, two shifts, first shift and second shift, 50 years ago, and then they did not work on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, most businesses, the vast majority of businesses were closed on Sundays. Yeah. When I was a kid, you had to go – you had to remember to get gas on Saturday because the gas stations would not be open on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. You had to remember to get groceries because the gas stations would not be open on Sundays. Well, times have changed, and so that means a lot of people will work on Sundays. So I'm not saying that you're, you failed this right off the bat if your schedule has to if your work schedule makes you work on Sundays. No, I'm not saying that. It's not legalistic. It is make it a non-negotiable. So the Sundays that you are sick you're going to make it a habit to go to church online, right? Mm-hmm. The Sundays that you're traveling, you're going to say, well, we're going to go to church online or we're going to find a church to attend while we're on vacation. We're going to look up some new church to go check out while we're on vacation. That I love to do that. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoy doing that. Valerie and I have done that multiple times where we'll be out of town and we'll be like, hey, let's just go to this church. Like when we were in, um, we were in New York one time, it was just me and her. I had surprised her with a trip to um, like a Valentine's Day weekend trip mm-hmm. to New York to go to see a Broadway play. She saw Wicked, you know. She oh, loved, that's awesome, know, and, uh, and just kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, when Sunday rolled around, we went to Hillsong, New York, right? <laughs> Which was, yeah. of course, before all the all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. all the stuff was a long time ago. <laughs> but um, we we decided, let's go. We're here. Um, when we were in Williamsburg one time, we decided to go to this church, and we went to it was a church plant. Check this out, Steph. This was before Union. It was a church plant, and it was meeting in an old YMCA. Right? <laughs> cool. And so we went to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's funny is, is that church has grown considerably over the years, and so we now pay attention to them. We watch what they do. We know who they are. You know. Um, so I'm not saying that you've got to. If you can't attend your own church every single week, then this is out of the window. It's not legalistic. It's make it a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. We are a part of the body. The body gathers the first of the week to, to, to charge us up to be the church for the rest of the week. We're going to make that a non-negotiable in our family. If you are somebody who works, right, and you've got a schedule where you're going to work multiple Sundays, well, you make it a habit to go to church online or make it to a midweek service or something like that, right, on the weeks that you work. You figure it out. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is, is if it's a priority, you figure it out, right? Um, it, it's it's the way we need to look at this is it's an ordinary step, 
but it is actually unordinary if we make it a priority. Like, it needs to be like breathing. It needs to be a better way to say it. Breathing's not the right one. It needs to be like eating. Yeah. Right? So here's what's going to happen. I don't care what your schedule looks like. You are going to find a way to eat a meal. Right? No matter what. It's true. You're going to find a way to eat a meal. You're going to do it in the car. You're going to figure it like it's a non-negotiable. Nobody ever says this out loud. But in your life, is eating a non-negotiable for you? Totally. I mean, it is, right? Yeah. And it's everybody because we have to eat. So it's a non-negotiable. So if you all of a sudden had a weird work schedule or you were sick or whatever it is, you're going to find a way, even though your schedule is disrupted, you're going to find a way to eat something. It needs to be the same thing with us gathering corporately in the church. Make it a non-negotiable. We are going to find a way to do this. Mm -hmm. And teach that to your children, right? Show your children, we may be doing these things, we may be going to do these things, but we're going to find a way that church is a non-negotiable for us. We are a part of the body. We take that seriously. The body gathers together to start the week. Yeah. We are going to do that. There is an art to doing this by making it making it a habit. But really, that simple little habit changes everything. If you want your week to be different, start it off with the Lord. Start it off with the church body. It is amazing how, and I'm a preacher, right? I love to preach. It is ridiculously amazing how God can take a whole group of people that show up to church, one message, and make it talk specifically to each individual heart. It's incredible how that happens, right? You know what I mean? You ever gone to church and you're like, this message was just for me. Mm-hmm. Like God's speaking directly to me. He does that all the time as we corporately gather together. It's an, it's an amazing thing. And then you also, you know, part of going to church reminds you at the beginning of the week that you're not alone. You're not by yourself in this thing. You know, that there are other people walking through this life with you, that that we're all on the same journey and the same path, and you're not alone in this stuff, um, in this walk with Jesus. And so th- that's the key, is starting this thing off with God being first. First of the day, you seek God. First of the week, you worship. You make the corporate gathering of the church, the larger church-wide gathering, you make it a priority. Um and make those things a non-negotiable. That changes the trajectory of your week. And it's incredibly important to do it. You need to be reminded that you are not alone in this walk with Jesus, that he has many people, right? That's right. The body of Christ is alive and strong. Mm-hmm. You're reminded most of that when you when you corporately worship with the other brothers and sisters in Jesus, when, you know, with the saints, right? You're most reminded when you when those things happen like that, when you were together. Um and you, you got to make it a non-negotiable. So I would push everybody if you want if you want 2024 to be a different year spiritually, figure out a way that you're going to seek God first every single day. You're going to try to start your day this way. You're going to read the Bible. You're going to pray. I don't care whether it's for five minutes. You'll start your day that way, and then take it a step further and say that us going to church, us gathering together for worship is a priority, and we're going to do that no matter what on Sundays. Even when we're traveling or sick or whatever, we're going to figure out a way that that's a non-negotiable. That will change things in a dramatic way. If you want a 2024 year where you are spiritually consumed, this will change those things. This will make them very, very different and draw you towards the extraordinary life that Jesus has for you, not just the day-in, day-out doldrums of life. That is that is the goal, um, and as a pastor, I'm telling you, 
Um, pastors do not want you to attend church just because that makes them feel good that there's a large attendance. We know that this is a keystone habit in, our, in your life, and it changes everything to know you're not by yourself and mm-hmm. us doing it together. So that's the focus. So first of the day, we hit that last week. Today is first of the week. Gather together for corporate worship. And then next week, we'll talk through first of the month, which is the one that everybody likes to push back on. And then we'll talk first of the year, which is the one that hardly any Christians do whatsoever. Um, These things are very simple, but I'm telling you, they change everything. They change it all. So I'm excited to hear the rest of them. Yep. That's where we're at. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.